Hey guys, Aaron here. Just wanted to let you know that we do talk about rape in this episode as it pertains to the movie. Uh, just wanted to give you a heads up as some people are sensitive to the subject, so feel free to skip this one if you want. You won't be missing much, honestly. And join us for the next one, Wild at Heart. Um, so I'm sure you're you're just dying to hear about the shit-ass week that I had. Uh, yes, so tell me all about it. All the garbage. Well, okay, let's start out with Tuesday morning, my eye appointment. I knew it was going to be bad. It's like my eyes are, you know my eyes are terrible. You know <laughs> yes. they are. I've been wearing yes. glasses for like, I was trying to do the math, at least 23 years, and they just Holy keep shit. getting worse and worse <laughs> every year. And I'm at the eye doctor, and he's doing the whole eye exam, and at the end he's like, okay, I'm going to bring up a subject I'm sure you're probably not ready to hear it. And I'm like, oh no, I know exactly where this is fucking going. Bifocals. I have to get <gasps> bifocals. I'm not even oh, 30. I'm God. not even 30. How old? I know. It threw off my Jesus. whole fucking day after that. So Yeah, I don't... Oh, no! I know. So, my glasses are probably still, like, a week out, because uh, they take a couple weeks. Thankfully, I'm getting the the seamless ones that they don't have a line, so you can't oh, God. really, like... <laughs> it doesn't look like I'm a total fucking dweeb, but I am. Yeah. So, oh. yeah. And I have to get smaller glasses because of the nature of the bifocals, so I had a very limited selection as to what I could get. It's oh it's bad. It's bad. I'm going to look so fucking dumb. I'm not <laughs> excited. Oh my god. Yeah, cuz I don't think I've ever seen you with like small glasses. Like I, the big frames are your thing. I know. I yeah, I've only gone up, never gone down. So, oh, it's going to no. be It's going to be like a trip back to 7th grade or some shit. <laughs> <sighs> wow. What yeah. a what a terrible start to your week <laughs> i know and then later that day like a couple hours later i had my interview which mm -hmm. um the job as described to me in the interview was not exactly the same as the job described in the job posting uh mm -hmm. so i didn't know that until about you know towards the end of the questioning when they're like well let's tell you what the job is like and i'm like oh this is not at all what i thought it was and so, like, yeah. all my all my answers just were really dumb and not quite what they were looking for, or they seemed dumb. And, like, like I said, I had internet issues because, oh, my God, my apartment complex has, you know, they, they have this one type of internet that everybody has to use if you want to have yep. internet here. And so the company that they use, uh, they just, they changed something uh, in their service. So everybody who has, like, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, and, like, all these premium subscriptions couldn't use their services because the apps were thinking that we were trying to sign in from, like, a VPN or something illegally. So, like, nobody could sign in. And so for, like, weeks, they'd been trying to get it fixed. And they the one time they choose to fix the internet is when I'm doing my interview. And they don't send the notice about it until after... My entire call got dropped, and I lost the end of the interview. Oh <laughs> my god. What incredible timing they have. <laughs> I know, right? That's yeah. so stupid. And that's also really annoying from the 
interviewers, um, I guess what how they approach that because why wouldn't they tell you more about the job in the beginning so that you can like phrase your uh, answers appropriately, but then they're gonna wait until the end to say, yeah, this isn't what you expected. Mm-hmm. Like here's a complete 180 from everything you prepared for and you just told us about, but. Um, so you can feel like an idiot. I know. And at the very, very end of it, not a question that was all in the interview. The, the interviewer goes, you know what? I have a follow-up question for you, Aaron. Uh, where do you see yourself in five years, ideally? Like, what kind of job do you see yourself in? Because I think he was getting the vibe that I was not digging the job. Oh, no. <laughs> so I think it's harshly going to affect my uh, callback yeah. rate. So. Damn, it's that's okay. So stupid. It's okay. Yeah. I I had already I've decided at this point that ultimately I it's not a job I would have been happy doing. Knowing what I yeah. know about the job now, I would have turned down the second interview anyways if I had been offered it because it's not something I would have wanted to waste my time on. So, yeah, yeah, you're better off finding something that you're you know that you're gonna be at least happy with going in for going into the job because you know going into the job with already like hesitations and you're like yeah i know i'm not gonna last her (laughs) so yeah oh my god so it's it's fine like i got it like i'm over it now don't care anymore um then thursday at the dentist i was scheduled to do or i thought i was scheduled to do four cavities because that's how many Mm -hmm. i have but they only (laughs) uh were planning to do two they didn't tell me they were only planning to do two And so I was kind of pissed that I didn't get to schedule the other appointment earlier. And so they made me schedule at the end of this appointment. And so now it's not till like June or something. It's like fucking assholes. But that's not even the problem here in the story. So (laughs) Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I am or have been spoiled by the dentist that I used to go to back home because I went to a pretty bougie dentist. They had a Mm -hmm. laser that would like do the cavity shit like they wouldn't have to numb your mouth at all you could be in and out half hour they could do like four cavities like yeah without numbing your mouth or anything it was fucking Mm -hmm. amazing like yeah i would get cavities just to go to the dentist it was (laughs) fucking great (laughs) but i get in there they do two shots each shot they have to hold in your mouth for 30 seconds like, to fully empty it. Shut up. Thir- at oh least 30 God. seconds. I fucking counted after the first one, because I was like, <laughs> this is way too damn long. Um, and so they do the two shots. They go away and uh, come back. They're like, are you numb enough yet? I'm like, I don't know. I, th- I think so. Like, I can't really tell. Yeah. Like, it's getting numb, I guess. So they're like, okay, mm-hmm. well, let us know if you feel anything. And they start drilling, and immediately I could feel them drilling. And so I was Holy like, oh, shit. so you're like, stop, stop. So they do another yeah. shot. Another 30 fucking seconds with a needle in my mouth. And then they go away, and I'm laying there with a partially drilled tooth and a mouth waiting to get numb. Then they come back. They're like, all right, let's try it again. I'm like, okay. They do, like, one tooth. Then they go to the other one, and they start drilling, and then I can feel them drilling again. Oh, <laughs> fuck. I know. And they had to stop. And then for this one, they had to go into, like, the roof of my mouth. So they had to do, like, more numbing, like, gel to on the spot, and then 
another needle in my mouth for 30 seconds <laughs> and they went away and came back and went on for the fourth try and towards the end of the drilling of that one like i could f- kind of feel it again but i'm like i'm just gonna like I'm push not. through it it's not <laughs> fucking worth it at this yeah. point but yeah it didn't last very long because uh, i think the numbing stuff was still kicking in but yeah. like four fucking shots is what it took to get my mouth numb enough I know. Whoa. Fucking ridiculous. That sounds miserable. (laughs) That sounds so awful. (laughs) And you have to do that again. Like, that's what you have to look forward to in in a couple months. Wow. Well, uh, message to the kitties out there to make sure you brush your teeth (laughs) and use your your fluoride mouthwash. (laughs) Floss as well. Please, please, please. Yes. Oh, wow. That sounds like a rough-ass week. I hope this week is going better. I have to <laughs> I have to take more pesticide applicator tests tomorrow. Ugh. I haven't taken any in four years. Not since, like, I did in Michigan. Yeah. And so I've been, like, studying my ass off because I don't know how hard it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> no fucking clue. And that test is in person then they're doing i have to go to the extension office so yeah hmm interesting well i don't i don't know what the protocol is what they're doing there oh well the mask mandate's lifted here anyway so i guess it doesn't really fucking oh, matter shit. god damn <laughs> oh what a disaster mm-hmm. i got a call to do um an interview and okay for for one it's the last place in the world that you would ever expect that i would have an interview okay Camp Grayling, the largest fucking National Guard training camp in the country. <laughs> doing what? So it's doing their GIS stuff, but huh. for their, like, um, for the base, I guess. But I don't, I have no idea how I even qualified to get an interview because I'm like, I barely know GIS. I suck at cardinal directions. Like, and I know nothing about the military. <laughs> and so why the fuck am I getting an interview for this? But yeah, they told me that they want me to come do an in-person interview. And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. we don't do that yet. And, um, but that's apparently the, the only way that they were doing them. And I was like, I mean, I guess I can at least go on a hike afterwards. <laughs> So, yeah, I have to do an in-person interview and, like, she, like, gave me all the protocols for, like, everything that we have to do to, you know, follow the rules for COVID and shit. But I'm like, why couldn't we just do a freaking Skype Zoom interview? Like, this is so inconvenient. But, yeah, would never have guessed that. Yeah, (laughs) it's literally, I'm so unqualified. I don't even want the job, but. They probably don't have very many applicants, not to make That's you feel bad thinking. or anything. No, yeah. I, I 100% agree because I applied for this shit in January and mm-hmm. they are just, they just called me last week. She like left me a voicemail and said like, okay, I'm going to pencil you in for 9am. Hope that works for your schedule. Call me if it doesn't. And I'm like, wow, that's a, that's bold for you to assume that like I haven't moved on and like found something like literally two months after mm-hmm. I applied, but lucky for you, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was also very desperate for that uh, job interview that didn't 
didn't work out. <laughs> Even yeah, he was just like, I don't know if you're still interested, but we're interviewing for this position. Like, yeah. unfortunately, yes, I am. Yeah, I have yeah. to be. Oh, and he had talked about the second interview being possibly an in-person interview, which would mean that I would have had to go out to DC. Thankfully, Ew. the job is not worth it. <laughs> Yeah, that just sounds like a big ol' hassle. Mm-hmm. Let's get into this shit. So, yeah. um, well, I'm Jesse And I'm Erin, and we're the Cage Queens. And today we're talking about, um, the film Time to Kill. Mm-hmm, uh, yep. 1989. 1989. Yeah. Okay. In my notes, I wrote Time to Kill, da 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 myself. <laughs> For real. Um... I wrote, Aaron, what's that stuff called that you threw away? What? I, I need to... <laughs> Trash. Is that what, That's you, what, this... is that what you wanted yeah. to say? Okay, I just had to check. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you said trash, and I was going to say, you mean the title of this movie? <laughs> I, I don't know. We both it's had like... opening jokes that weren't good. No, yeah, that definitely played out better in my mind. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, really God. bombed that one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Is your toothache gone? No. Anyways, so this movie, um, obviously stars, I don't know. Oh, I can't even get my words out. I know. It's rough. This was a rough one. It was. So, for one, we had to watch it on YouTube, and so you already know, when you can only access a video through YouTube, what's going to be the quality of this film? Um, And so, it was pretty much about this Italian soldier, um, Nick Nick Cage, um, I think his name was Enrico in the film. Mm -hmm. And um, it pretty much is about these Italian soldiers that are, um, I think they have, like, camps in Africa because there is some war going on there. And so they have a lot of interactions with the African people. And so Nick Cage um, pretty much ends up raping and murdering uh, one girl and the story just kind of shows, like, the lead-up to that and then the aftermath and, like, the consequences and everything that happened um, because of that. But, yeah, so it's all really, like, focusing around this kind of dark and um, just disgusting act that he did. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's not a very uplifting film. No. At all. And he thinks he's such a good guy, too. The whole time. Mm -hmm. He thinks he's such a good guy. Because he has a wife. And he's devoted to her. And he covered his tracks. And then he, you know, goes back and tries to redeem himself. And make it seem like what he did was just. But nothing there (laughs) was just. I wouldn't want to be in your shoes. All right. Like, the whole thing kicks off. Um... Because Nick Cage and Rico has a toothache, uh, this debilitating toothache that he just needs to do something about. He can't sleep. He can't do anything. So he leaves in the middle of the night to get this addressed, or at least to try, because he just needs to be moving. 
and he is in the car with um, whoever's driving him to the, you know, wherever he needs to go to get this tooth thing done. And the guy goes off road, crashes the truck, and Nick Cage takes off. So the other lieutenant that he was bunking with originally, who knew that Nick was leaving, uh, went to go look for him after he saw that the, the car was crashed and Nick wasn't there. And the lieutenant goes to the place where Nick Enrico is supposed to end up, and it takes him, you know, a long time to show up, and he eventually shows up with a uh, bandaged hand, and he's all disheveled and... Um, shook, and uh, he eventually tells the other lieutenant his story, so that's where we get the flashback. Yeah, so pretty much when after the truck crash then, he started walking to this construction site where they knew there was going to be like a doctor-type um, medical person at the facility, and so he walks there, and then um, that takes him a, a really long time to walk there, but it's not really the destination he needs to be to reunite with his unit and um so you know once he gets to that construction site he's like oh shit well now I gotta take the trek back or whatever and then this one um I guess worker at the construction site is like hey yeah I know a shortcut um just go down into the ravine and you know it will take you straight to the place you need to be and so that's what Nick Cage does and he's you know kind of um, he's walking in the ravine. It's just kind of, you know, like a, I guess, jungle-ish setting. Mm-hmm. And he trips and he, um, he scratches his hand, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he goes um, to the river to kind of like wash himself. And then he sees this woman. I'm going to pause right okay. there. Just because before we get into that, I got to bring up the scene where he makes that lizard smoke a uh, cigarette. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Want to smoke? Before we get too oh, heavy, yeah. what the fuck was that about? I know, he was just like, he was smoking a cigarette, and he's like, saw a lizard, grabbed it, and then put the little cigarette in the lizard's mouth, and then the little, the lizard just like, walked away very slowly with the cigarette in his mouth, and it was very like, Like, what the fuck, dude? Silly. Animal abuse. I know, I definitely thought that. I was like, uh First reason I hated him was right there. I was like, damn, this guy's an asshole, and then it got way worse right after that. I know. I know. I was like, how could it possibly get worse? And then he shows us how. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yep. Um that was probably I mean, I guess that, that lizard scene was probably the the funniest scene in the movie. <laughs> It was up there, and it yeah. Wasn't e- and it wasn't even that funny. Like, it was just like, this is dumb. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah. so then he goes um, to the river, sees this woman um, bathing naked. Shh, they don't speak the same language. He tries to get directions to the lake, because he knows it's not the lake. It's not big enough to be the lake. Um, and he gives her a bar of soap to try to get her to, like, talk to him and and you know be friendlier towards him so he can get the information that he's seeking um and so she's thankful for the soap it, it seems and is using it on her body and she goes to give it back to him and he like is rubbing her soapy body very uncomfortably and she leaves and puts her clothes on and then he goes 
up to her and takes her clothes off, very non-consensually, and proceeds to rape her. Um, Very clearly is raping her. She's crying out. I mean, we can't understand what she's saying, but there's no way that that's not rape. Um, Yes. And afterwards, they wake up, or there's like a fade out scene and a fade back in, and she's Mm -hmm. reaching for his hand and is holding it, I don't know, tenderly, kind of hesitantly also. And after they wake up, he tries to pay her, essentially, I'm assuming, or try Mm -hmm. to give her some token. And he goes through, like, a whole bunch of shit in his bag, and she doesn't want any of it. She doesn't want the money. Uh, And he ends up giving her, like, a Bible, some shorts or pants, and his watch, which didn't work, but she wanted it, and so he put it on her wrist. And he goes to leave, and she cries out, and... Then she's like trying, she's saying something to him, but he doesn't know what she's saying. He's trying to say goodbye in a passionate way, and he kisses her to say goodbye, and then they end up having sex, and he falls asleep. Mm -hmm. And then they wake up again, and he tries to ask her again about the lake, and he uses crocodiles or alligators. Yeah. Which one is it in Africa? Okay, crocodiles are the only one of the two you will spot in Africa. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. So... He draws like a crocodile and she freaks out and points to the general direction as to where the crocodiles are, which is really fucking close to where they are, like yeah. feet from yeah. where they are. And uh, Literally, he could have just opened his eyes and he would have seen the fucking lake. <laughs> and, yeah, the lake is right there and has been there the whole time. Like He just had to go like uphill a little bit and there was the lake. Yep. And... Uh, <laughs> and he at that point he realizes it's too late for him to to keep going. It's getting too dark, so they go into this kind of like rocky cave and make a little campfire and settle in for the night. And Nick Cage gets awoken by um, hyenas, and he whips out his gun and starts firing at them. And the one of the bullets ricochets off the rock wall and hits the girl. And she doesn't die. She's not dead. Um, but she's definitely severely injured. And we definitely are led to believe that she did die at that moment mm-hmm. in the cave. And so he decides he has to cover his tracks. So he puts her in this little crevice, buries her with rocks, cleans up all of the evidence there at the scene, and takes off. Oh, after he pulls his watch off of her dead wrist yes. in the rock formation yep and so then now we get back to the moment where he's arriving to his camp with the rest of his unit you know a little bit too late and the other lieutenant was asking him where you been so yeah so Mm -hmm. now we're kind of back into current times and then there was something that happened there was some kind of like massacre that happened at the construction site but i didn't understand what who did that or okay I can help you there because this is where I I was kind of doing a little bit of research because I was really, I started getting curious about the actual like war context. So Italy, um, they were occupying Ethiopia. So that's where they are. And there was like a rebel army group that was fighting the Italian occupation. So those people on horses that you kept seeing were those people who were massacring. Okay, that makes sense. But then eventually 
they withdrew from Ethiopia. But that's at the end of the movie. So Yeah. Alright, well that makes sense then. So then the rebels came in and they killed all the people at the construction site. Mm-hmm. And so then Nick's unit went to go kind of investigate that. And then then in doing that, um, they kind of all like, you know, retraced Nick's steps essentially yeah. from, you know, earlier on when he uh was down in the valley. And then during that time they saw um what he assumed was the girl's family um, because they were all kind of like, you know, they were in the area where he last saw her um, and whatever. And so he saw them. Well, no, he saw them a different time, but he saw them dead the second time. Yeah. Right? I was going to say, like, we missed that because I don't remember when that was. When did he see that? Yeah. Okay, so it's after he co- he covers his tracks. It was after he covered his tracks, oh, and okay. he hides because he was he was about he was trying to leave, and he hides because he hears people mm-hmm. coming, and it's a group of people that were heading towards the waterfall area where he was just leaving. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he just narrowly missed that massacre because yeah, they it wasn't long, you know, after he left it, they made it there, and they probably spent the day there, so it would have been within a day. And yeah, yeah, but yeah, when they return to that site, some of the people that they see dead, he recognizes as people from that party that he saw walking to the waterfall that he mm-hmm. knew were, f- or he assumed were from the same village that uh, Marum, Marium, Mar, Marum, yeah, was from Mar, Marum, yeah, yeah, and then I think he later got confirmation because there was this little boy that you know he saw earlier on and then the little boy was wearing the shorts mm-hmm. that he gave to marum so like that was kind of yeah well confirmation, and the little boy but... could speak english yeah and so could her dad johannes the, which the dad yeah which when they're but... on that path following those tracks mm-hmm. that's where they end up in the village and they mm-hmm. The only person that they can find in the village is Johannes, and he's burying uh, members of his family, I assume, or other people in the village. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so, not long after this, um, I guess Nick gets news that he's getting furloughed, and so, you know, he's going to get to go back to Italy. And so, him, the other lieutenant, and then their superior officer, like, all get together, and they end up celebrating And one of the ways that they go to celebrate, you know, they're drinking and then they go and they find women that will have sex with them. And then the superior officer, like there's these two women and they're kind of wrapped up in like these white um, cloth gowns or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, they're like and the superior officer is like, hey, you guys should go see if 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 they'll sleep with you. And so one of the lieutenants went there, went over to talk to them and he came back and he's like, wow, like nice joke. And it turns out that those women had leprosy, mm-hmm. and any woman that dressed um, With the, similar to the them, white turban, yes, that is a, a sign that you know they have this disease, and to pretty much stay away from them. And then that has Nick thinking, and he flashes back to when you know he was with Marum, and then he's like, "Oh shit, she mm-hmm. had." that white turban and then he was like looking at his hand and like noticing that it like wasn't getting better and he's like oh no (laughs) what have I done and I was like yes (laughs) I was like that's what you get motherfucker (laughs) yeah 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 he started freaking out um 
about that. But also, when he was getting the furlough news, and when he was joking around with his other, the other lieutenant, um, both times he thought he got in trouble, um, but he was really getting, you know, rewarded or whatever. Yeah. But like, it's it's adding to his psychosis because he keeps thinking that people are gonna find out what he did. Um, mm-hmm. So he's got that going for him right now, where he's afraid that people are going to find out what he's done. And then also, he thinks he may now have leprosy. Yes. And then if he had leprosy, like, they couldn't let him go back to Italy, I think, what I understood. Because he mm. went to go see a doctor. Oh, he would have to live a in doctor. a colony, right? Yeah, exactly. Because he went to go see a doctor to ask, like, hypothetically, if I had this, like, what would happen? And then... The doctor was just telling him how it's just a long, slow, painful, like, you know, deterioration of your skin, pretty much. Yeah. And, um, and was saying that, like, you can't go back to your wife, your family, like, you have to stay here and, like, so that you can't spread this or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, then, yeah, then Nick starts to get a little, a little wild and he, like, he like shoots at the doctor, doesn't yeah. he? I don't think he hits him, but no. and then he's like, I, I like fuck this. I'm, I, I gotta get out of here. I'm not telling anyone I have this, and so he just kind of goes on this like rampage to try to get on a boat out of there and just. Yeah, he thinks he's going to like vigilante backdoor it out of yeah. like Ethiopia and back to Italy, which, um, I mean, doesn't really work out. So, yeah, he dips on his driver who had brought him to that camp. So he dipped on his driver, dipped on the doctor, and then goes on foot. Uh, does make it to the boat, but he's on the boat, actually. He's found on the boat. Um, he gets kicked yeah. off the boat because, A, he's not allowed to be on it because they're not ready to, to leave yet. And so nobody's allowed to be on it. And then... B, his papers weren't stamped, which he had to do when he came in, which he would have done if he was in the truck coming through the gate. Uh, mm-hmm. Instead, he went the back way, so of course he didn't get his paper stamped. So he goes uh, to go get his paper stamped, uh, but just as he sees the building empty, two trucks roll up with all these other soldiers who are going on furlough, and they start crowding the booth. And he panics, doesn't get his paper stamped, uh, goes and falls asleep and misses the boat and is <laughs> hiding from the rebel army. And then eventually he... Oh, he witnessed, like, a military execution? I don't really know what that was about. Oh, yeah. I was I so confused. Either. I I had no idea why they had to kill that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't either. Uh, that, but the major finds him again <laughs> in this town where... Uh, he's just kind of, like, walking around. Oh, he, like, chased him in his truck, like, down an alley or something like that, and then got out and was like, what are you doing here? And then Nick decided to go and, like, go on adventures with him for, like, a week until the next boat came because Mm. he had nothing better to do, and he knew that this guy also was doing illegal things on the side. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was, so he wasn't going to tell. Right, yeah. yeah. So it wouldn't have mattered. He knew he was pretty safe. Um, so they go uh, together, and they have to stop 
the truck because of that army that was out and about and they don't want to get caught and killed by those guys. So they stop the truck and hide and Nick starts getting antsy and restless again and takes a bunch of the major's money while he's overtaking a shit behind a tree or whatever. Yeah. What do you want to bet? It's exactly 1530. And did he switch the gun or take the bullets or something like that when he was yes. getting the money? Yeah, he took... I think he took the bullets out. Okay, so he took the bullets out because he had used, like, all of his on, like, the hyenas and and whatever before Mm -hmm. that. So he leaves on foot and he goes to the village where Johannes is. And um, he's trying to get Johannes' attention. And this is where the audio got, like, fucked on YouTube. Like, there just (laughs) wasn't the English audio for this part. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, love that. (laughs) Because I was wondering... um, I knew it was a long shot. I didn't think Nick could ever speak any Italian. I didn't think yeah. he would dub his own Italian lines. But I thought maybe yes. there would be a chance. Definitely wasn't his yeah. voice. Not even close. Are you deaf? So, yeah, he tries uh, to get Johannes' attention. And eventually, Johannes helps him and nurses him back to health. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he says, because, you know, Nick is kind of like, yeah, my hand, like, I'm fucked. And then uh, Johannes. A leper. Yeah, he thinks he has, yeah. And then he asked if, you know, Johannes' daughter had leprosy, and he's like, no. (laughs) Like, she didn't. (laughs) And so, yeah, turns out, after all, this stupid fuck didn't have leprosy, and he gets to get away with all of the bad in the world that he did and have suffer no consequences. Mm-hmm. And he probably just um, had, like, an infection on his hand because it was yeah. an open wound that wasn't clean. Yeah. <laughs> like He washed really it in a dirty-ass river. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it reminded me, like, of, a, like, a basically a vampire's kiss moment where he thought he was, you know, one, one thing, but yeah. he really wasn't. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The psychosis. But, but yeah. How did it end? Did they? He, well, he went home. Yeah, but we're missing the big, big part where he tells Johannes what or how Mar- Marum actually died. Do you? What? You don't. Remember? Why don't I remember this? Maybe you were like checked out at this point. Oh, definitely. I was okay. Like, All right, we got like five minutes left. So, um. Remember how she gets shot in the stomach? That ricocheted bullet hits her in the stomach. Yep. That's not how she died. So he tells he he tells Johannes he's like I want you to know how she died, and so he tells her you know the or he tells him the ricocheted bullet and about how she was laying there suffering and he takes her turban off, puts it over her face, and shoots her in the head. Oh. And then buries her. Okay. She wasn't dead, which is why in the beginning he asked ah. that question about yep. how long can a person survive with with a bullet in their gut? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yes, he was trying to justify that uh-huh. what he did was right. Was right, exactly. Like it was a mercy killing. Like yeah. he was doing her a favor. Because at that time he, he wouldn't have known uh, whether or not she had leprosy. Because uh, he yeah. didn't know about the the turban thing, um, mm-hmm. he just assumed that she was just another girl. Uh, so, yeah, it was another interesting thing. And Johannes doesn't want to kill him for that, but you know, yeah, 
I don't really know how Johannes really felt about that. Yeah, that man is very good at hiding his feelings he re- because, you know, literally, <laughs> as he was burying his, like, was family, just like, yeah, I was time. like, damn. Yeah. Damn, he has no emotions. <laughs> no. Um, But then Nick Cage, he gets back to camp or whatever, finds out that the war is, like, over and he gets to go home anyways and also that nobody was looking for him <laughs> while he was like yeah missing. jolly <laughs> in the ending like it's all black and white because they were like cutting in actual footage i assume of that day in history and or something similar anyways and uh we uh find out in that little recap bit because we're hearing the other lieutenant's recollection of it because he never gets to see enrico yeah. again or whatever at that after that that um the major out there uh, after he, you know, took his shit and everything, ended up getting killed by the rebel group because he didn't have any bullets to defend himself. But I mean, like, realistically, there were a lot of those dudes on horses, and he would have only had, like, what, six bullets? Yeah, I know. He he wouldn't have had much of a chance anyways, so, like, meh. Yeah, but, like, you know, Nick is now responsible for... How many deaths, yeah. Right, at least two. At least two. So... Yeah, it was kind of just an empty way to end it because we never got to figure out, like, what happened next with Nick's life. It was kind of just like, well, I never saw him again. That's the end of that. Like, Mm -hmm. okay. So, yeah, I mean, overall, I thought that this film was like, I don't know, the story was interesting, but, like, at the same time, it wasn't anything that was very, like had you on the edge of your seat kind of thing, you know? I can see why it only really, I think, did well in the Italian market. But, uh, yeah, this one's not going at the top of my list. That's for fucking sure. (laughs) But at least tell me how it ranks in comparison to Rumblefish. (laughs) Ooh. I would put this movie above Rumblefish. Yeah, quality-wise. But nothing, nothing more. Yeah, so underneath Never on Tuesday, but above Rumblefish. Yep. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I'm just glad that that one's uh, under the belt. We don't have to watch it again. (laughs) Yep, I was really dreading that one. So I'm glad that one's over. Fucking A. Yes. Do you have anything else you want to add to that before we talk about what comes next? I do don't think so. I mean, besides the fact that it's been, like, a while since we talked about Nick's teeth, but I think his teeth are mm. set in stone now where they are. Yes. Yep. They look pretty... Like, there's there's no more gap. They look a little bit whiter. They're still, like... They're not perfect. They're not, like, the flawless teeth, but they're definitely better. Yeah. Um, But I figured, you know, the dental theme that's been taking over this episode... Did you know, so I'm on the IMDB page, and I'm looking at Nick Cage, and it said his trademark is a deep, husky, baritone voice. Is that his trademark? I guess. Like, that just seems like something not what his trademark is. No. Um, His voice is not husky or deep or baritone. I know. So... I don't know why that's, according to them, Did why he that's write that what one he's himself? known for. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Ladies love me for my voice. Oh my Not God. to 
make fun of my silly acting. <laughs> okay. So, looks like our next film is Wild at Heart. Um, and it is 1990, rated R. It's described as a comedy, crime, and drama. And it's... Description is, young lovers, Sailor and Lula, run from the variety of weirdos that Lula's mom has hired to kill Sailor. Huh. This could be pretty fun. Huh. Yeah. Nick Cage is Sailor, and Laura Dern is Lula, so that's kind of interesting. Oh, yeah. I see Crispin Glovers in this one. I was just going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Our boy from way back... In the beginning. Yeah. God, from the best of times. Literally the worst of times. <laughs> no. uh, but what I was going to say about this movie is we had to buy a DVD copy of this one to watch it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so that's interesting how that's the only platform it's available on. But, I mean, it definitely sounds... It sounds interesting. Sounds I hope. kind of fun. I hope it's, like, funny. I mean... I know. I could use a good looking, laugh. I know, because after what we just had to watch, like, that was a little hard on the heart, so. What else should we talk about? I feel like this one's going to be another brief. It's okay if this one's short. Okay. Well, my dad got hip surgery, and I didn't find out that he was even going to get surgery, like, hip replacement surgery. I didn't find out until the night before my stepmom texted us in a group text, and she's like, your dad's going into surgery tomorrow, I'll text you with updates. They're like, uh, I was just like, what? Thanks for letting me know. It's like, I don't know what surgery this is, but yeah, what's thanks for telling me, I guess. Yeah, a little wow, hip replacement, huh? Mm hmm. About time, though. He's over a year overdue. That tall, bald man is your father, isn't he? So, I went home for my dad's birthday this weekend. And, um, my dad's, my dad's very old for, um, he's just very old. And, um, so he was like talking and, and he's like very, just like superstitious too. And he was, went on and on about how like last year was a bad year because it was his 66th birthday and you know, the numbers, you know, six, six, six are like going to be a, an omen for something bad. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, this year I turned 67 and it's going to be, it's going to be like, it's going to be a better year, blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, he had a whole like 10 minute spiel about it. (laughs) And I didn't have the heart to tell him that he's actually turning 68 this year. So he's like, I want another kitten. (laughs) You have five cats. Settle down. (laughs) You're not going to remember how many cats you have the way that you remember your age. Like, oh, my God. He's just he's been a little bit too much time cooped up. (laughs) Yeah, I feel that. Oh, Oh my God. 
Uh, but my 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 ending's pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, per usual, like what can you expect these <laughs> days? But we'll leprosy you later. Bon appetit.